G'day guys, welcome to Talk Shop, the workshop talk show. We are your hosts, Al and Imo, husband and wife duo, building our dream lifestyle one project at a time. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we work. And pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. G'day guys, we are back again this week with another episode of Talk Shop. The Workshop Talk Show. We missed you guys. We missed last week's episode because we were super duper, duper, duper busy and we just had to prioritize our furniture making work and we felt really guilty about not doing the episode. We were both like, oh no, we've like made this commitment and then we haven't done it. But then we realized our listeners, you're all makers out there. You understand what it's like when you have a lot of work to do and a tight deadline. You just got to do what you got to do. Yeah, I definitely felt that guilt of like, Oh, no, like, because I know when I follow a podcast along and they miss a week, I'm always like, where is it? You know, like I rely on these podcast episodes to come out. And so I'm sorry we let you down. We will try not to do it again in the future. We'll try to bring you an episode a week ongoing for the foreseeable future. But, yeah, this episode, we just thought we'd catch you up on what we've been up to. We've, We've just finished a huge load of orders that we had for September. September, October, and it was a big push. And that's why, like Imo said, we missed last week's episode. It was just a hectic week. Like the final three days leading up to the deliveries, including the day of the delivery, were just hectic. Like I did probably like a 13-hour day on Thursday just to finish all the final seals for all the beds, everything that was getting made. And then on the Friday, we went and did the photo shoot. Yeah, we photographed two beds and bedside tables and a side table on Friday in our home studio. Sideboard. Sideboard, sorry, in our home studio. Low boy. What do we call it? Low boy. (laughs) We got to get that right. Six drawer low boy. Anyway, it was just a massive day and photo shoot days are always huge. And I know anybody listening to this show who photographs any of their furniture, you would know it's just exhausting work. And what we do is we like clear all the furniture out of our house. We have this wall that we spin around and we just set up these shoots. And despite them being really, really long days, and we had a couple of arguments along the way because we were tired, we were a bit over it. You know, we ended up getting some really awesome photos and we're so excited because we're going to use these photos to promote our next round of orders, which we're opening up in November for our furniture. We're doing a competition leading up to that. And basically we're just trying to create some hype and buy photo shoots by far the best way to, you know, attract new customers and attention towards our brand. So although they're really long and challenging days, they're super rewarding and they're really beneficial for our business. So I love, hate them. Love, hate. Yeah, so do I. Like every morning we start to set up for the photo shoots, I'm always optimistic, like, oh, yeah, let's make this a fun one today. And then, you know, two hours in, we're still turning the wall around and hanging a picture and the picture won't hang because it's got this stupid little hook that we haven't hung a proper string off the back of the picture frame. Like, yeah, it's really like to argue. Yeah, we threw it together. And, you know, because we photographed so much on Friday, it was like probably a little bit too ambitious. We were still packing up at like 8.30 that night and then we had to load four drawer beds, the low boy six drawer unit and two bedside tables into a budget truck that we'd hired for the deliveries the next day and it was just a huge you know few days it was massive yeah so even the delivery day was massive for me 
like Imo was just saying, we got up in the morning, we'd half loaded it on the Friday night. Saturday morning rolled around, we had to finish loading everything. And then I had to drive off to Melbourne and pick up my mate Linton, trusty old Linton, who's got the big muscles to help me lift everything. Um, yeah, and then we went off and did all the deliveries. And then the final delivery was in this house that's got like this really skinny void to get stuff downstairs because it's like a, a new development house that's actually like a basement. So the ground floor they're on and then it drops down into a basement where their bedroom was. And we had to get this giant headboard down over a handrail and then lowered down through this little void because the, they had a spiral staircase. And it was just crazy. We had to get the customers help. So thank you guys out there, um, Bianca and your partner for helping. That was just amazing. And we got it in there and then I had to rush all the way back, drop Linton off and get back to budget to return the truck because they were leaving at four o'clock and I put it in Google Maps and it was 3.55 was like my arrival and I was like, oh, thank God. But I thought, you know, I better ring this guy. He's like, yeah, we would have actually probably have left by 3.55 if you didn't call me. So they waited, dropped it off and I was like, ah, I could finally unwind from this six-week block of like hectic, hectic work. Yeah, and it was so funny because I called Al at like four o'clock on the dot and I called him and he was like so frazzled and he's like, I can't, I can't talk right now. He was so hangry. I hadn't eaten. I hadn't eaten like all day. 8 a.m. or something. And was just like in the shittest mood. Had like, you know, driven back from Melbourne to Geelong to get rid of this truck. And then he's like, I'm going to go around the corner and get sushi. And then he calls me back. And he's like, fucking sushi wasn't open. And he was so angry. And I was like, it's okay. We're almost finished. We're done. So um yeah i mean honestly i wasn't that angry i was you, just no, like you were i was frazzled because i was so hungry and i was like i went out of my way to like go in the wrong direction from coming home and then this sushi place wasn't open and i was just like fuck i know we all I say things here? we don't mean when we're hungry anyway so that was that and it was just i'm so proud of you out because you really worked so hard and what i was so impressed with was just how well you managed your time over the past six weeks because i remember when we first sat down to plan this we looked at the schedule and you said to me there is absolutely no way that we're going to be able to get that amount of work done in that period of time then we broke down the hours we batched all the tasks and yes you pushed and worked really hard and i helped you in the workshop we had jared our mate making drawers and we managed to get it done and the fact that you got it done on the thursday prior to deliveries on saturday and it wasn't down to like you know the 11th hour so impressive yeah big shout out to jared again from gorman furniture he gave us a big helping hand there was like 28 drawers i think total that he made for me for us in that period of time so thank you so much jared i know you listen to the podcast sometimes so if you hear this thank you you're legend all right so this episode guys um we're going to talk about what you're going to achieve before the end of the year and i honestly do think that a lot of people get to this time of year and they're just like the year's almost over I'll start fresh next year. But yeah, the truth just is. kind of coast through and just be like, yeah, I'm going to get those New Year's, um, New Year's resolutions and I'm going to start at New Year's. And it's like, mate, there's still a third of the year to go. We've got plenty of a time. Fourth? A, a fourth, yeah, quarter. A quarter. Quarter of the year. A fourth. I um, think the Americans say fourth, but 
Yeah, quarter. Quarter, quarter of the year. year. So we got plenty of time left, guys. It's like we sat down today and had a meeting and it's the first meeting we've had in about seven six, or eight weeks. Six weeks. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, like we've just been saying, we were super flat out with all the work and it was so nice to set some goals for the rest of the year, wasn't it? Oh, honestly, I'm like walking on sunshine today. The sun actually was out today, but I just feel so good. I mean, there is nothing more satisfying than getting organized, like in your brain, in your mind. We actually went through all of the rest of the orders that we have for the remainder of 2022, and we batched together tasks. We decided when we're going to have jobs finished by, delivery dates. We invoice customers. You know, we had everything so organized today when you're going to pick up materials, how we're going to tee up deliveries and material selections and make sure that we're not wasting time driving around and really batching those tasks together. So it was just such a satisfying feeling sitting down together and going through the rest of our year and going, okay, well, this this is the work we've already committed to that we have to do. We're going to take orders at this time. We're going to run the competition at this time. This is what we're focusing on marketing. These are the blog posts that I'm going to write. We literally just talked about everything for the rest of the year. We set goals around how much money we want to make, what we want to do in terms of sales, and it was just, I feel so good. I feel so pumped moving forward. Yeah, so do I because we do have a lot of things going on still with the house, the business, everything else in our lives. So it was nice to sort of clear up, you know, there's about 11 weeks till Christmas, I think, from today, which is Monday. Um and yeah, it was good to just kind of set out how we're going to reach Christmas and what we're going to do within that time. And 11 weeks is a long time. You can fit a lot into that time frame. You can do a lot in 11 weeks. And that's what this whole episode is all about. It's what are you going to achieve before the end of the year? And so some reasons to set goals are they give you direction. They help you focus on the important things. They help build self-belief, increase your odds of success and motivates you to be your best self. So if you've listened to this show before, you would know that Al and I are just huge on goal setting. It's honestly what we attribute all of our success to. And I think a lot of people either wait for New Year's to set goals and that's like the only time. But if you you know, have already achieved some of your goals or you still have goals that you want to achieve this year, Maybe it's time to have a look through some of your older notes that you set at the beginning of the year and see if there's anything you haven't achieved yet that you still have time to do. Yeah, for sure. Because we talk about this all the time, like sometimes at the start of the year, we'll set a bunch of goals and then we won't even look at them for ages and we'll come back and we'll be like, oh, well, we've actually like ticked off a lot of these things just by setting that intention. It kind of sets you on the path, even if you're not specifically putting it at front of your mind like every single day like oh I've got to do that goal I got to get there you you set yourself on the path when you set a goal so that's what's really worked for us and that's why we love to talk about it because it is something that we really believe in when you set goals it really sets you on the path and sets you up for success doesn't it yeah like for instance you know for the past couple of years like having a podcast was always on our goals list writing an online course building a house like all of these things that we've wanted for so long are all coming true right now like we're watching it all unfold in front of us and it never would have happened if we didn't set the initial intention so that's why we just want to you know pump up goal setting Woo! and right now what we're going to do is share some tips for goal setting 
And then what we're going to do is a quarterly review that you can do while listening to the show. You can get out your pens and papers or you can do some scribbles while you're in the workshop, whatever works best for you. But this is like a little bit of an action, your goals, goal setting guide with Alan Imo. Yes. All right. So the first one is know your why and base your goals on what you're passionate about. This is so important because you need to be driven with your goals and be like, this is what I want to be doing and this is why I'm doing it. And you need to sort of understand that it's pushing you towards achieving the lifestyle, the life you want to live. Like that's what we are big on with our goals is living the lifestyle we want to live. And our goals for this year were like massive with the house, maintaining the furniture business, maintaining family life and all the things that we're doing. And we, we're getting there. Like it's, it's been a hard year so far work-wise. Like we've been very busy with the course even that started this year as well. And it's been crazy, but we've been able to do it and we're achieving those goals and we're really passionate about these things. And yeah, so knowing why you're doing things is a really important thing to do. Yeah, and the next one would be is identify that feeling that you're chasing. So with your goals, it could be like, Maybe you want to feel healthy. Maybe you want to feel energized. Maybe you want to feel creatively fulfilled. Like, what is it that you want out of these goals? Is it health related? Is it your mental health related? Like, what is it? I know for me, when it comes to work, the reason why I love it so much is because it creatively fulfills me. I mean, I went to the markets on Saturday with Goldie around, I don't know, mid morning, 11 a.m. And I ran into a friend of mine who, you know, runs a market garden. And she's like, oh, what have you guys been up to this morning? I was with Goldie. And I was like, oh, we actually kind of just did an impromptu photo shoot in Goldie's bedroom. And my friend's like, oh, my God, Imo, you're just such a workaholic. Like, do you ever stop? And I was like, well, I really enjoy it. Like, I love taking photos. I love creating content. I love taking family videos. I love doing this kind of stuff and staging a photo shoot. So, you know, despite it being work, I, I had just such a beautiful morning and I feel like I documented this really special moment watching Goldie play in her bedroom. And yes, it's work, but it's also so fun for me and I love it. Yeah, 100%. And I feel like this saying, identify the feeling you're chasing, it really resonates with that. Like it's all about the journey, not the destination. Because the fact is you want to get to that goal, but you want to enjoy the process too while you're getting there. And that's really what this point is all about is like, what is that feeling that you want to get out of chasing that goal when you're in the middle of it? Because when you get to the end, that moment is so short, but it's it's cycling through all the tasks you have to do to get to the end goal that you should really be enjoying you know and maybe you like that feeling of hard work like you want to be head down bum up and just go 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 and that's perfectly fine that's kind of what we are at the moment and then when you get to the final goal you feel that reward satisfaction to relax you're like ah, we did it you know and we're big on just setting goals all the time so we never really reach a final destination because we love setting goals and we continue to set goals even before we've finished one goal, we've set another goal that we roll into once that one's finished. Yeah, it's, you know, that that saying of it's not about the destination, it's about the journey. I actually had um, someone DM me on Instagram who has built a house around the corner from our new house 
And she was like, oh, your house is looking so good. And she sent me a photo from her kitchen window and you can see the back of our house from it. She's like, I love looking at the view of your house. And I was like, oh, I just can't wait till we're in there. And she said, she wrote back to me saying, enjoy the build because once you're in the house, it's different. Like that actual excitement and the lead up and Mm. all of those like challenges and those decisions you have to make and that whole process of building a house is yes, it's stressful and yes, you want to get in there, but it's also a really special experience. And so after hearing her say that, they've obviously built their own home and they're now living in it and they're our new neighbours, it's made me appreciate the build process even more despite it, you know, being obviously a bit stressful and I'm like, fuck, there's another decision to make or what are we going to do here? And like me stressing out, it's actually really exciting and it's an amazing process and it's something that Al, you and I have been dreaming about for so long. So the fact that we're actually living it now, I don't want to wish it away. I want to soak up every single day and just really enjoy the process. A hundred percent. And I think that speaks to so many things in life. It's like when you have a child and you're going through those initial stages, like when we first had Goldie, and it was so hard, like the sleep training and all these things. And you can you can get it in your head sometimes like, oh, I just can't wait till she's able to, you know, go to bed every night and sleep through. But then you don't want to wish away those moments either because there's they're only going to be that small for such a small period of time. And already I'm like, oh, I wish I could just have another little day when Goldie was tiny, you know, like I love her every day now, but it, it's one of those things you got to just enjoy the moment. So identify the feeling that you are chasing when you're chasing your goals. Yep. The next one is think about challenges that may arise and solutions before the challenges happen. So this is a big one that I do all the time. I, I'm constantly trying to troubleshoot how things could potentially go wrong, particularly with the build, because I feel in some parts a little out of my depth. You know, I've never built a house before. Here I am trying to do like spec sheets for all sorts of stuff throughout this build. And I'm like, I don't really know what I'm doing here. And I feel like there's going to be a problem. And I don't want to be the one that stuffs this up because I didn't know what I'm doing. And I come to Al and I'm like stressed and I've got these questions. And Al, you're just like, don't worry about it. It's fine. We'll figure it out later. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to have a problem that we have to fix later. I want to like troubleshoot the problems now so that there are no problems later. Yeah, and coming from my perspective, though, it's like all you need in building work is the design and then you get to actually the practical part of it and you've got to figure it out all over again. So I have a completely different thought process when it comes to these challenges. But this point but really- I'm the one ordering all of the fixtures and the fittings yeah. and like all the like the stuff for the house. And if it arrives and you're like, this is wrong. <laughs> I will, like, you'll tell me it's wrong and you'll make it my fault. And I'm like, just help, please. Yeah. And the the point of this one, think about the challenges that may arise and then think about the solutions. It reminds me of this thing that I read a long time ago in the four-hour work week by Tim Ferriss. He's like, he's talking all about how to live your dream life and whatnot. And he goes to say, like, Think about the worst possible outcome you can think of in any situation you're trying to trying to get to somewhere, basically. What's the worst possible outcome? You know? And when you think about that, you really break it down. It's generally not as bad as you think. You know, like for us, the worst possible outcome with this build would have been 
you know, we don't have enough money. We have to slow slow it down, tell the builder to stop building and then wait till we make a bit more money and then start it up again. You know, like that's literally the worst outcome we could have had. Yeah, actually, it's funny because I had this conversation with a friend on the weekend, again, at the markets, different friend, ran into her and she's working for the council and she's amazing. And she's just been told that she has the numbers to become mayor. And she's like 32, right? So she's like, Imo, I'm freaking out. I don't know. Like, what if I what if I can't get it? Like, what if I make a mistake? What if I let people down? And I was like, yeah, but this is the trajectory you're on anyway. Like, this is the end goal for you. Like, this is something that you've wanted to to get for so long. It's just obviously happened so much sooner than you expected. And what is the worst that could happen? And we ran through all the different scenarios of the worst thing that could happen. I was like, it doesn't matter that you're 32. These are the same problems that it arise if you were at this position, if you're 42 or 52. So why, you know, waste an opportunity that's presented itself to you that you've already wanted just because of fear? Yeah, 100%. I think thinking about all the challenges and the, the solutions that you can have to those challenges before you've even started is a great way to think about your goals. So the next is give yourself time frames and move quickly. And I absolutely love this because I'm always someone who gives themselves a little bit of an unrealistic time frame. And Al likes to call me last minute Imo. And I honestly do feel like sometimes having a time frame that's just a little bit tight gets kicks your button to gear. Because if you say like, oh, this is my goal, but I'm going to give myself two years to achieve it. Like, no. Too slow, unless it's like a massive, massive Yeah, like goal. going to the Olympics or something, you know, you got to oh, train yeah. a Obviously. lot to get to the Olympics. Obviously, like that time, our, like that time our friend called and said, hey, Al, I'm thinking for my bucks, we should climb Everest. And I was like, um, excuse me, do you understand what you've just said? He's like, no, 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 I reckon it'd be sick. I was like, go do some research, come back to us. Yeah, it um, turns out it's like at the cheapest, it's like. 50 grand or something. To get to base camp or something. And people train for And that's like people die a lot on the cheaper ones. So, like, you're better off spending like 100 grand. So, anyway. Anyway. I'm not climbing Everest. No, for a bucks party. (laughs) Absolutely no way. But anyway, give yourself timeframes and move quickly. So, think about your goal. Think about the timeframe of which you think you can achieve it in. And then maybe just shave a tiny bit of time off the back so that you actually start tomorrow. And get moving on it so that you don't waste time. This one definitely resonates with me for what we've literally just achieved in about six weeks was what I thought was, you know, two and a half months worth of work, not six weeks, not one and a half. So it's like we added an extra month's work on top of what I already had and we just did it and we got it done and it wasn't that difficult. So give yourself the time frame, move quickly, get it done. The next is teamwork makes the dream work. So create a support network and share your goals. And I love this. Last week in the course, we had everybody together on Zoom and everybody shared their goals. They did SMART goals. And it was just so amazing to hear what everybody wants to achieve soon. Like this is like happening right now. And I remember, yeah, just sitting there like Al and I get off our Zooms and we start pacing around the house. We're so excited. We're just like, oh, my God, I'm so excited for this person and this person and this person and these goals are awesome. I can't wait to see them all achieve them. And I definitely think that saying goals out loud to other people make you accountable. A hundred percent. Actually, it's not a hundred percent. Hold that thought. I'll tell you exactly what that is. Al's actually 
walking out to find our diary because apparently there's a statistic in there about what actually. Okay, I'm back. I've got my diary. I'm in the goals section. Should have prepared this earlier. Here we are. Okay. People with written goals are 42% more likely to achieve them than people without written goals. Telling a friend increases this rate to 78%. That is huge. That is amazing. I don't know where this statistic even comes from, but I like it. I like it too. And you know what? If you're listening to this podcast and you don't have anybody to share your goals with or you're a bit too embarrassed to tell people around you or you don't think they'll understand, DM us on Instagram. Share your goals with us. Even if you do have people to share your goals with, we'd love to hear. I get so inspired and energized by hearing other people's goals. It just pumps me up so much. So we would love to hear from you and um, we would love, you know, to help keep you accountable. So slide into our DMs, let us know, or you can email us at g'day at alanimo.com.au. Yeah, and so the next point is break down your goals into smaller steps and daily habits. 90-day bursts is there in brackets as well. Like teamwork does make the dream work. Tell your friends, get all that stuff happening, but tell your friends how you've already broken it down because they're going to want to hear the reality of how you've really thought about these goals and how you're going to achieve them. That makes it so much more real. When you've actually taken the time to think of the step-by-step process of how you're going to get there, it really makes it realistic. I listened to a podcast last week, which was all about personality types. And I discovered that I'm an OT, so I'm out outgoing and task focused. And it explained that the best way to communicate with someone like me is to come to me with tasks and lists of what you're going to do. And, I, and I'm the person that people call when they've got a business idea. Like I constantly get emails or phone calls or DMs from friends being like, hey, Imo, I got this business idea. La, 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 la. And they'll tell me this like grand plan, which is amazing. And I'll be like, all right, what's the first thing you're going to do? And they have nothing to say. And like, that's always my reaction is it's, I'm not just like, wow, that sounds amazing. I'm always just like, all right, how can we make this happen? Let's write a list. Let's break it down into tasks. So I do think it's really important that you have to dream really, really, really big, have these amazing, awesome, exciting dreams, give yourself the space to dream and then break it down into steps. And then Al's favorite thing, turn it into daily habits. Yeah, and I think when you're breaking things down into small steps, sometimes you can have this giant goal at the end and then you go, what's my first step? And sometimes it's easier to work backwards. We do this all the time with our furniture making work, with our stuff with the house. You work backwards. You have to figure out the end goal, and then you go, what would I have done just before the end goal and just before that and just before that? And you go all the way through until you get to tomorrow. And then today, you know, you can get all the way back to there and that's how you can start sometimes. Yeah, we literally did this today, this morning at our meeting because we looked at the orders that we have for the remainder of the year and we picked like the delivery date of like when we want to deliver the next batch of orders. And then from there we worked backwards to figure out, okay, when we're going to photograph it, backwards to when we're going to purchase materials and so forth. When we're going yeah, to when we're going to we invoice need the drawers from Jared, which Jared, if you're listening, they're we coming need some more drawers <laughs> from you. So yeah, that's how we work a lot of the time with our furniture work. It's easy to break it down backwards like you start at the end and work your way back to now and that's how you figure out how many hours you need to do and yada 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 to get to the end of the goal 
Yep. And the last one is to celebrate your wins, plan ahead and do reviews. And that is what we're about to do. We're going to do a quarterly review here on the show with you. So this is where you get out your pens and papers and you jot these questions down. You don't have to initially, you don't have to do it straight away, or you could actually listen to the question, press pause, do the writing, and then come back and keep listening to us, or you could do it later. I reckon the pressing pause would be good because it means you actually just get it done right now while you're listening to it. Chances are you're like me and you're listening to a podcast in your workshop while you're working. So whichever way you want to do it, get it done. Definitely don't press pause and write if you're driving. No, don't do that. (laughs) Okay, so the first one is top three things you've accomplished in the past three months. Yeah, I think this is really important to think about the things that you've already achieved in the past, like very recent past, that you feel proud of and that you're like, hey, I've actually done quite a lot. So yeah, write down the top three things you've accomplished past three months. The next is how do you feel about the progress you've made in the past three months? Yeah. So how did all those things that you've just written down, you've accomplished, how did that make you feel? Did you get enough done? Are you happy with your achievements? Do you feel like you could have done more? You know, break it all down. Do you feel creatively satisfied? Do you feel excited about life? Are you have you got joy? Have you got motivation? Are you are you feeling pumped? Like they're the feelings that we want to get, particularly if you're a business owner. You want to feel good. What are the goals that you're focusing on for the next three months? Yeah. So this is like looking forward. You know, what do I want to achieve in the next three months? That's what this whole episode's about. Is we've still got three months left in the year. What are we going to do? You can do a lot. Okay, the next is what are the major challenges of these goals and how will you overcome them? Can you troubleshoot them in your mind? Yeah, so we spoke about this earlier. This is sort of thinking ahead, thinking about all the challenges that might arise, what's the worst possible outcome, and what are you going to do if those challenges do arise? Or what can you do now to make sure that they don't happen? The next one is pick one word to describe how you want to feel for the rest of the year. Ooh, what's your word? One word for the rest of the year. Um, I like the word relaxed. I've been, because in our diaries. Relaxing. <laughs> I love the word relaxed because I feel like it. it's the way I want to feel every day. I want to feel like, because I know that I'm going to work hard. I know that's going to happen. I just want to be relaxed when I'm doing it. I want to be enjoying myself. I want to be like. That's the feeling I'm chasing is like, hey, I'm waking up. I've got so much shit to do, but I'm I'm chill. I'm loving it, you know? The reason why I said relaxing <laughs> is because that's what we say to Goldie and she goes and pulls a cushion off our couch and lays on it when we say that to her. So it's really cute. I would say the one word I want to feel for the rest of the year is energized. And that's probably because I've got super low iron i've got super low b12 vitamin d is really low i'm seeing a specialist at the moment to try to figure out why i'm not absorbing any of these and i just i feel so like my body is just not matched to how i feel in my mind and i just want to get my body feeling like really energized to match like my mood because i just want to like i want to be pumped and i want to feel energized you know physically and mentally yeah that's a great one i've I think feeling energized is something everyone wants to feel, you know. We all want to be energetic, happy people that are like pumped. Yeah, and so we wanted to finish this episode on this amazing feature for one of our students who just did the 12-week furniture makers course. 
Um, and his name is Jakob and he's from Germany and he's just sent through this email this morning and I'm going to be honest, I got a little teary when I read it and it just, you know, it just warms my heart so much. So we're going to read it. It's pretty long, but I think we're just going to read through it because I think if anyone listening to this podcast is interested in doing the course, I think hearing what a past student has to say is like better than us trying to talk about the course. So we're going to go through it. And the first one is, why did you choose the course? Okay, so he says, I've been self-employed for two years and have always had to struggle with the fact that I've had few orders or put a lot of time into a quote which often did not lead to an order. For a long time, I also thought it was not necessary to have a digital presence in the form of a website or social media and therefore never dealt with it. After listening to Alan Imo's podcast, I had the courage to rethink myself, my company and my approach to digitalization and therefore decided to do the course. So my main goal was to get more attention and thereby reach more potential customers. I also wanted to learn how I could get more structure into my business, build a website, and how better marketing works in general. The next one was, what was the most useful thing that you learned in the course? I learned a lot about myself and who I want to be and what kind of business I want to have. What is important to me about my company? What do I want to achieve? What furniture do I want to build? Which customers do I want to reach? The whole process of dealing with yourself and your business again was very, very valuable. I attended the Master Carpentry School in Germany for a year and during this time I learned significantly less useful theory than in the course from Alan Imo. That's so nice. Isn't it? The next is any business successes that have come about from completing the course. And I want you to realize like Jakob's only kind of just finished this course. So he's done 12 weeks plus a few weeks and this is what he's already achieved. Yeah. So this one says, I finished the Alan Emo course at the end of August. Since then, I've launched a website, written blogs, started an email newsletter and created a flyer. All of this stuff was completely new to me. And to be honest, I'm really an idiot when it comes to tech and computers and all the programs that come with them, etc. For me, this is a great success and I'm very grateful to Alan Nimmo for this and above all, proud of myself for having achieved all of this. And look, we are proud of you too, Jakob, because I'm like you, I'm an idiot when it comes to tech and all this stuff. And for you to achieve all those things all on your own is just amazing to me. So well done. It's been such a pleasure watching Jakob. And obviously, like when we're Zooming, it's like, you know, totally different time zones. And Jakob went on a holiday to Spain during the course and he still Zoomed with us from his villa. We met his beautiful son, August. And it's just been, you know, such, yeah, like we feel very honoured that Jakob has spent his time with us all the way from Germany to work on his business. So it's been amazing. The next one is what did you enjoy most about the course? Okay. The whole process was very valuable for me. Taking the time to formulate clear goals for yourself and build a brand was intense, but a lot of fun. The weekly calls were also very nice. The exchange with other creative people and Al and Imo personally was really a lot of fun. It also gives you a lot of security to know that you're not alone with your worries and fears but that many out there feel the same way with their business. And Al and Imo looked after everyone and gave us all repeatedly creative ideas, suggestions, and were able to collect everyone as an individual exactly where they had problems. The next one is your experience using the Makers Squarespace website template that we've created. 
that you can access if you do the course and you can also purchase it now if you like it as well at furniturefriends.com.au. All right. So Jakob says, like I said, I'm not the best with computers. The template was great for me because it was clearly specified what should be on the website. So all I had to do was think about my personal content and put everything in the right place. It definitely made creating my website a lot easier for me. Okay, and the last one is, is any final words for anybody who might be interested in doing the course? Okay, so Jacob says, all I can say is if anyone is reading this and thinking about doing the course, do it. It's worth every penny. It was extremely valuable for me and gave me a new perspective on myself, my business, and everything I want to achieve with my furniture. I can't thank you enough for everything Al and Nimmo have done for me you have done for me during this time and beyond. They always had an open ear and were approachable when I had a problem or couldn't get any further. They've always managed to shine with positivity and calm and to make you feel good about yourself and believe in a good business. You are amazing and I am so grateful to know you guys. Wow, that's just so nice to hear, Jakob, and I hope you are hearing this. I know you and Imo have been messaging about this message because it was just so nice to get this from you it's it's amazing that you've found the course so valuable and that's what we've tried to do with this course is to create this course to give people the confidence to build the businesses that they really want to build and live the lifestyle they want to live and creating this community with all you guys out there who've done the course already and the future people that want to sign up it's awesome we love it so if you're listening to this and you want to learn more about Yakov and his business, we've featured it on Furniture Friends. So you can head over to furniturefriends.com.au, check out the directory, and in there we have a feature on Yakov, his work that he's up to over in Germany. And, again, we are just so grateful for, one, the amazing review and feedback, but, two, just for you to invest in our course, spend time with us. Obviously, we feel very honoured. And we cannot wait to get over to Germany one day and actually come and check out your workshop. We would love to see you, Jakob, in person if you would have us. So, yeah, hopefully we do get over there one day in the future or you can come over here and we'd love to have you down at our place. Yeah, so if anyone is listening to this podcast episode and you're interested in signing up to the course, we're going to run it again next year. So make sure that you sign up to the waitlist over at furniturefriends.com.au. You can find out more information You can sign up to the waitlist to make sure that you don't miss out on the next round. We would absolutely love to guide you for 12 weeks to realize your business goals and get that business idea and those dreams really off the ground. And if you're not ready to start the course yet, that's fine. I hope you got a lot of valuable information out of this podcast episode. And thank you so much for spending your time with us. We really appreciate it. And we just are so grateful for all of you listening. And we're so happy to share our time with you. That's it, guys. Get cracking on those goals for the remainder of the year. There's three months to go. We would love to hear what some of your goals are and what you want to achieve before the end of the year. And we'll catch you next week. See you guys. Bye. Bye.